Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Singerman, my co-host and compatriot in crime, IFBB Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for you today? Team MD versus Team Flex. Victor Martinez update. Dexter's got a contract. Trouble in Arizona. Jubaka in Australia. And the interview of the week is Dana Lynn Bailey and Rob Bailey all this week on Access Bodybuilding. That's right, Christina. And let's start off um, with the first story, MD versus Flex. And it's nice to not be included in this. RX <laughs> Muscle has nothing to do with this battle. That's uh, one point for RX Muscle. Yes. <laughs> and you know, the reason why, Christina, is because we don't have money to sponsor athletes. And that's really what we're talking about here. <laughs> well, uh, it's a catch-22, I guess. It's good and yet it's bad. But we'll, t- we'll take it for the good this time. You know, and, and Dave always says that even if he did have the money, he wouldn't put athletes under exclusive contracts. So, you know, maybe it doesn't matter one way or another, right? I, I do remember him talking about that, that he'd rather let the athletes, you know, make as much money as they can wherever it is and, you know, talk to whoever they want to talk to. So that's why he doesn't, you know, sign anybody. But it's still nice to not be in the spotlight on this one story. You know, and um, the, the truth of the matter is that if nobody signed anybody, if there was no exclusive contracts, then they would be paying people. Uh, more money per photo shoot or to use their image or per article. And maybe a lot of guys would end up better because of that. You know what I mean? It's a good point. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's let's compare the teams, Christina. I'm going to read off Weeder. And can you read off muscular development? Um. Yes. Okay. I'll start off with Weeder. Team Weeder now is Kai Green, uh, Mr. Olympia. I guess I should read him first. Mr. Olympia, Phil Heath, newly... Uh, Weeder Eised, Zach Kahn, Ben Bukowski, Fuad Abiyad, Flex Lewis, brand new signee from this week, Sean Roden, and Juan Morel. And MD is? MD is, of course, Jay Cutler, Evan Setapani, Steve Kuklo, Branch Warren, Hidetata, Jose Raymond, Kevin English, John De La Rose. De La Rosa. De La Rosa. Sorry, I know, I know it's De La Rosa. Uh, Seth Ferrosi. Rolly Winkler, Victor Martinez, and Bran- or, uh, uh, Dennis Wolf. Right. Branch Wolf. Dennis Wolf. <laughs> so, so now it's compare and contrast these teams. Now, you know, somebody actually asked me on my uh, Facebook page whose team is now more impressive. And you know, when I when I thought about it and I looked at the uh, the names on the list, I was like, huh. You know, actually, surprisingly enough, and I would never have thought, but uh, since. Robbie Durant has taken over Weeder. He started to sign more people. Uh, he signed uh, Zach Kahn. He re-signed Ben Bukowski. He re-signed Flex. Uh, I mean, um, excuse me. He re-signed uh, Fuad Abiyad. He got Sean Roden. Uh, he signed Juan Morel. So they've had a, a, a list, a long list of new signees. And I really never predicted that happening. I, I thought they were almost out of that business altogether. So they've started stacking up quite a team. And now when I compare the two, I have to almost go with Weeder. Yeah, it's weird because muscular development has a lot. Yeah. I mean, they they clearly have almost double the number of athletes. However, they've had them for a little while, right. you know. And right. these aren't names that you're like, you know, um, oh wow, this is a new up and comer. Or I mean, other than like, you know, maybe Seth Ferrosi, who's kind of new, and and of course Steve Kuklo. But at the same time, you got guys that everybody is 
kind of seen before and knows about. And there, I mean, Sean Roden surprised a lot of people this year, right. um, especially a lot of people. I think he was the the comeback kid almost that people saw him and didn't expect. So um, it kind of keeps his momentum going. And some of these other guys, someone like like you know e- even Jay and. And Hidetada and Kevin English is like, okay, these are the same old, same old guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. And I got to add two names to the list. I'm just looking at our little list here. Uh, you know, uh, Team MD also has a uh, very good guy, my friend, uh, Todd Jewell. And uh, Weeder has on it Sean, uh, Lionel Biecki, who's also a very, very good. Um, I'm actually predicting Lionel Biecki to win the Flex Pro Show uh, come February. So, um okay. These are two guys that weren't included on the list. But even if you compare those two, you know what I mean? Like Lionel Biecki, he's a future superstar. Just to, to look at it this way, okay? You got Mr. Olympia, uh, Phil Heath. You got Kai Green, two extremely big names. Now, Jay is the biggest name in bodybuilding, if you ask me. But he's not going to, I mean, I don't want to say he's not going to compete anymore. But at this point, he has no plans to compete. You've got Victor Martinez, who is right now in, in jail, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, you got Ruli Winkler, who's taking, uh, as far as we know, he has no plans of competing at this point. Uh, not at the Arnold. Seth Rossi hasn't decided to do a show yet. John Del Rosa just got his pro card. Todd Jewell just got his pro card. Hasn't competed. Uh, you know, that was another a- name. Yeah, I didn't mention that name on that list. He wasn't on the list that I have. But yeah, Todd Jewell's also on that list. Right. Kevin English. Um, many people say that Weeder's guy... Uh, Flex Lewis should have beat him at the Olympia. And I think that it's almost safe to say that Flex Lewis is probably a favorite now um, in the Olympia, you know? And th- so it keeps on and on. Branch Warren had a had a quad tear, and he's very, you know, although he is doing the Arnold, um, as we heard uh, a few weeks ago for sure, he is very, you know, uncertain on what his future will hold for him, how, how much of an injury or how big a part this injury will play on future contests, you know? And, uh, it's just like like you said, Sean Roden blew people away last year. Juan Morel is up-and-coming star. Zach Kahn is a huge pickup for them. So I think in star power, you know, it, it may go either way. But as far as who's going to do damage this year, I might say Weeder. I, I think you could be right. I think you could be right. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a toss-up. And the fact that it's even a toss-up is, um, is news in itself because – at the beginning of the year, or, or December-ish, uh, even, even the beginning of December, we didn't know, uh, I would never have said that. I would never have predicted that uh, Weeder, who I thought was just getting rid of people, would pick up all these guys and uh, would be looking at, you know, basically being even with the enormous and overpowering Team MD. Do you think MD will at all drop some of these guys in the near future? Well, I think that Steve Blackman's um, his kind of modus operandi is that he likes he likes to give contracts to the new guys as they come up. So I think by the end of the year of 2012, or even in the middle of the year, once we start seeing national I mean, pro qualifiers come up and new guys turn pro, I think that we will see guys get dropped and new guys get picked up just because he likes to um, keep, it fresh. keep it fresh. Yeah, he picks up new guys as he sees fit. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see some people dropped, you know, like uh I mean, the people that are staying for sure, of course, are Jay and Evan. Jay's got two years left. Evan will probably never go. Uh, I can't imagine Steve will ever let Evan go unless there's some kind of contractual problem in the future. You know, I could see if Roly doesn't compete for a while, I could see Roly uh, leaving. I could see uh, Victor Martinez certainly leaving um, because of just not because he's a bad bodybuilder, because he's a great bodybuilder, but because of the problems he's had. You know, and uh, things could change. You know, things do change at MD rapidly. Uh, things at Weeder are a little more uh, 
it seems like there once you get on with weeder you, you tend to have a little more of a uh, shelf life sure you stick around a little longer it seems like that to me at least okay um, next story on our list Victor Martinez update I'm assuming Christina you read my uh, gossip column of the week of course, Aaron. I'm always the first one. <laughs> I like to think so, at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, I read it because I know, you know, um, his uh, hearing, um, his additional hearing was uh, coming up soon, and it was a sixth, correct? Right, that's right. January 6th, uh, Victor went back to court. And I got to tell you, Christina, you know, we're relying upon, uh, I'm relying upon sources that have either, were either in the courtroom, I'm not going to give them away or anything, but they're either in the courtroom or friends with somebody in the courtroom or something like that. And the problem with that is that people, a lot of people, when I talk to them, and throughout this whole case, there have been a lot of um, uncertainties. So it forces me, when you have uncertainties like this, it forces me to speculate. You know, we go with what we got, and uh, and then there has to be some level of speculation to try to figure out, to, to piece through what's fact, what's fiction, and what's in between. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, the, the biggest piece that I wrote about in the gossip column that confused me was that the sources that I had, as well as what MD reported, uh, Butch Patterson or Peterson reported on MD, that um, Victor was shooting for parole and that he was hoping to get parole. And that's in the, the word parole kept coming up. And also my sources kept using the word parole. Well, that, that confused me, I got to admit. Um, I didn't understand because parole generally means that you've been convicted of a crime and that you're going to get a uh, parole would be, um, the sentence would be commuted, basically, that you'll be put on parole. And if you violate your parole, then you will go back to jail. So it's like, for example, let's say, Christina, you get, um, I don't know, I don't know what you would do, uh, some kind of crime. Uh, you're selling crack cocaine on the corner. Yes. And you get uh, selling, uh, intent to distribute crack cocaine. You go to jail. You uh, you get a guilty charge. It's your first offense. They say, okay, you're going to serve you know one year, and you serve half of that time or something. You're up for parole. You go to the parole hearing, and they say, okay, Christina, what we're going to do is we're going to commute this parole. We're going to give you parole, and you're going to have five years parole or two years parole. And when you can complete the sentence without any conviction or any legal problems, you're done, right? Right. Um, so there's a big difference between parole, probation, and what I would assume Victor is trying to get is some kind of bail. Um, and uh, so when they kept using the word parole, it confused me and it led me to wonder um, what Victor, what's going on with Victor, and um, why is he in there in the first place? Which we really still don't know for sure. You know, we've got. Uh, I'm assuming from all the facts and uh, trying to figure out or I have been trying to figure out what has been going on because the truth of the matter is we don't know 100% for sure. What I've been told is that Victor's green card expired. He went out of the country with an expired green card. When he tried to come back in, they re-ran, his, um, they re-ran all of his criminal history, saw that he was a multiple convicted felon, and he had an expired green card, and they wouldn't let him back in, sent him to this uh, facility in Kearney, New Jersey, this ICE facility, and that's where he's still sitting as of today. Um, but that's not, I mean, I don't have written paperwork saying that. That's just the story that's coming out of the Victor Martinez camp uh, from his friends and family and from everybody I've talked to. So in reality, I haven't seen court papers saying that. So um, it makes me wonder, you know, what's going on with Victor Martinez? Right. You think like which part, which word um, of those terms is the real one? Um, that that everyone has actually meaning to say, you know, whether it's he's out on probation, 
or whether he's just looking for bail because unfortunately there's all these terms that no one really knows exactly what they mean. So these could just be terms they're throwing out, but we may not, you know, really understand it. Yeah, you know, I got a some a uh, immigration attorney from New York that the one not I, I'm actually talking to several of uh, immigration attorneys, but this one contacted me. But as reading the articles, went back and read some of the other articles, and she contacted me and said this these facts don't add up. She said what you have written in these articles can't possibly be reality uh there has to be something else going on and um i tried to get on the phone unfortunately i I was not able to get her on the phone she wasn't interested in doing an interview which i guess you i can understand considering everything that's going on she doesn't want to come public about it but um you know she she led me to believe and she's still leading me to believe that there's something else going on and you know the truth of the matter is from what everybody tells me this hearing took a very positive turn for victor martinez that what they said happened was that they waived his past criminal charges. And what that means, um, and that was another point of contention. I had to try to figure out what that means. If that means charges that he currently has, or if they're talking about his past charges, the felonies he's committed in, in the distant past. And um, from what I've been told and from what MD says and his friends and family say, they're talking about in considering letting him back into the country, the judge decided to waive his past felonies. Okay. Um, the funny thing is that this attorney that I talked to said that's not possible. They don't do that. Um, so it's kind of like I, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. But the truth is that what I have for sure is what people are telling me and what uh, MD has put out. You know, basically, we just got an interview and I, I sent to you um, another interview from Ron Harris talking to Victor on the phone on New Year's Eve. And. Basically, or recently, I'm sorry, he talked to him before New Year's Eve and then just recently spoke to him again. And this is, I'm going to read just the important, the very important first questions here. He says, Victor, I saw one, this is from uh, Ron Harris. Victor, I saw one encouraging thing came out of the hearing a few days ago. Your application to waive criminal charges was approved by the judge. Does that mean they won't, that, that they won't count against you in the final decision whether to let you stay in the United States? And he goes, yes. Victor says, yes, that's major. He says, I don't understand why you haven't been granted bail, though. He noticed he didn't say uh, parole. Usually, I thought people weren't given bail mainly because they're considered a flight risk. You're trying to stay here. It's not like you're going to disappear into the Midwest and live under a false name. You're a professional athlete and a public figure. Victor Martinez says, for whatever reason, it's harder for illegal aliens to get bail. I still have a chance of getting that, though. My lawyer is still working on it. So it leads me to believe maybe the whole parole thing was a misunderstanding. It's not parole they're looking for. It's bail. I don't know. Right. Uh, then Ron Harris says, I also understand that you may be, you may be a citizen after all, all, after all this. And he says, would a judge grant it to you automatically if he decides to stay? And he, Victor says, no, it's not like that. I would have to apply for it all over again. But that would, event, that would be my first priority, obviously. I also want the ladies, know, the ladies to know I am not a legal alien so i do not need to get married and it goes on from here to less pertinent um you know stuff but you know he's talking about women trying to propose to him so that uh, he can stay in the country legally Uh, (laughs) and then he does go in to say that his girlfriend wouldn't like that very much which is why he's not taking up any of those offers not that that would matter anyway with the problems victor has but yes yes um so that is the um that is the important parts you know the, the interview goes on for a little bit but in reality, that is the key parts of uh, of this little interview uh, that Ron Harris does. And uh, it still leaves a lot of questions to be asked, but at least he asks a few questions that are, are pertinent. And, um, 
you know, I guess the biggest thing I get out of this whole this whole thing here is that uh, it sounds like Victor is not, for whatever reason, does not want to be tell the whole story at this point in time. You know, we're just getting the the outside facts of what Victor's going through. What would you say? Do you know? Do you think that we'll ever get the full facts? Well, I mean, if I want to, or if somebody wants to. These uh these kind of things um there's a freedom of information act that I can apply for and and get the uh get a lot of this information uh from the court. I I don't know if um I don't know if eventually that will be necessary or if, if I really want to do that. If Victor gets out free, you know, they're saying Victor will be up for his next hearing February 24th and that he could be even out before that, considerably before that. I've actually heard that Victor um is planning on being at the Arnold um to not to compete obviously, to, but to watch. Um and, you know, if that's the case, you know, I almost don't even care, you know, um, right. if that's the case and he gets out, I guess that's really the end of the story for me. Um, if he's if there's being some dishonesty here and there's more to this case than we're being told, but he ends up getting out and he applies for citizenship and he gets it, then you know what? That's the end of the story to me, honestly. I mean, um, I guess you could if you were so inclined, you could continue to investigate and try to turn up the, the real facts. But if he gets out, he gets out. Now, if he if he gets deported, then it'll be in more interesting, obviously. Right, and we may know more details then if he's getting deported. But I feel like if he's allowed in and everything is clear and then he's good, that's really all that matters and that really is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. If he, if he gets deported and we still don't know the facts, I'll do whatever is necessary to... Uh, to try to do my best to get the facts, you know what I mean? Because that would be big news. But if he comes back, he's at the Arnold, you know, I'll be the first one to to say hi at the Arnold, give him a hug and tell him welcome back. You know, at that point, the story's story's over in my mind. I do want to say, Christina, Isaac Hines started a very nice campaign uh, for Victor Martinez with the help of MHP. If you want to tweet, if you want to send Victor a message, MHP will actually mail it to him for you. All you need to go is to Twitter and use the hash sign of the trend mark um, and type in, Stay strong, Vic. All one word behind the hash sign or the the number sign, and then write whatever message you'd like to send Victor, and they will actually mail it to him for you. Um, so that's that's very awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Very nice. I encourage everybody that's listening to the show to go out there, take just a minute of your time to send Victor a message. I'm sure that he would appreciate it. Well, absolutely. You know, it gets I'm sure lonely in there. Um, without being able to remember that you have a support system and not just family and friends and kids and relatives and, you know, people you love and people that love you, but you have a huge community of people that is thinking about you all the time. So it's good to be quickly reminded of that, you know, with the letters and the Twitters from just fans in general, not people, you know, like you or I or like Ron Harris or people that, of course, he he knows or knows of, but, you know, essentially random people online that support Victor. So I think that's a good thing uh, that he can read those. Maybe be a little more encouraged sure. um, these these last days, you know. Absolutely. I, I think so. I mean, I know that if it were me, that would certainly uh, make my day to get um, any messages while while in there, I'm sure. Absolutely. Next on our list is Dexter's got a contract. And you know what? Uh, Dexter signed with MD, and I and I got to be honest, I'm happy for him. I'm sad for me, but I'm happy for him. Well, it was about to happen, right? <laughs> it was about to it's happen. About, it's about to happen. It, it was about time. You know, Mister, it's it's a sad state when bodybuilding when a former Mister Olympia has no magazine deal or publishing deal and no supplement contract. So, um, is you know, 
I don't know if you know this, Christina, but Dexter, we talked about it. Dexter went to China, right? And, right. And I've desperately been trying to get Dexter on the on the show to talk about his China trip. And um, a few days ago, he stopped responding to me. We were texting back and forth, and he stopped responding. And I was like, oh, man, he's going to ignore me. And, and, you know, Dexter's a busy guy. He's he, he wanted to take time off to follow around his daughter playing basketball. His daughter is like a basketball star. So he's been traveling around the country following his daughter. And he was going to take the whole year off, other than the Olympia, to follow his daughter around and spend time with the family and stuff. Now, obviously, that changed when he won the Miami show in $100,000. And he saw the opportunity to go and win uh, even more at the Arnold. So he decided to keep competing. But I really wanted to get him on the show. So he stopped responding to me. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, because, you know, what can you do, you know? So yesterday, or maybe the day before yesterday, he texted me and he said, he said, I signed with MD, sorry, and gave me a little sad face. And uh, you know what? I got to be honest. I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, I, I'm, not, uh, I don't, I'm not sad about it. I'm not uh, mad at Dexter or anything. I think, you know, that's good because um, it's, it's a sad state for bodybuilding when you got Mr. Olympia doesn't have a, a contract. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's um, bittersweet almost because it'd be cool to still talk with him, but... At the same time, you know, you're happy that he's he's getting some extra cash and he's got a contract. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It sets a bad precedent for somebody like Dexter Jackson, who is a Hall of Fame bodybuilder, to be without any kind of contract. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, next story on our list is Ju. Oh, trouble in Arizona. I was about to go to my story. The Jubaka in Australia. Trouble in Arizona, and I and this is just a rumor. So I don't want anybody to take this for uh, more than it's worth. I just want to state the rumor. We'll talk about it for a moment. We'll move on. The um, The IFBB Desert Muscle Classic Pro in February 22nd in Mesa, Arizona, uh, presented by Stryker Solomon, uh, which includes Bikini 212 and Women's Physique Division. And I guess this show um, makes an even larger impact on our uh, 2012 IFBB Pro uh, contest list because it is the very first women's physique division show. Right. Um, it, there's a rumor going around, Christina, that this show is not going to happen. I don't know. I think it will. I hope. I really hope it will. I, really I, I know just from speaking with the new women's physique pros, mm-hmm. um, and I've interviewed just about all of them. Um, I've been in contact with them this last week to see you know, who's prepping for the show. And so far, and I've contacted quite a few, there was only like three that said that they were not planning to compete. Well, I can tell you that if it doesn't happen, Stryker Solomon's going to have a lot of uh, unhappy women. That's the promoter. A lot of unhappy women's physique women that are going to be uh, gunning for him. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, because these girls have been dieting. You know, they, they started over the holidays, so they, they ain't happy about it. So let's hope that it does happen so he doesn't have all the, you know, women's physique gals coming after him. That's why I don't want to set off, like, the alerts, like the red alert signals or anything like that. I've tried to get in touch with him. I texted him and called him. I haven't heard back from him. Uh, I was going to have him on the show to uh, a quote from him on the show telling us, you know, everything's good and everything, but I haven't been able to get in touch with him. So, you know, it's only fair to strike her into the show to assume that everything is good to go. I just want to put out the rumor. I mean, hey, this is Axis Bodybuilding. So there is a shot that the thing, this thing won't happen. But I really hope I know RX Muscle is going to be covering the event. We're planning to be there. Striker Solomon has put on um, a very, you know, this year will be, as I said, the IPB Desert Muscle Classic. We had the Arizona Pro Show, uh, which you guys, you and Mike, obviously went to and competed in last year. 
And the year before that, I went to the uh, very first Arizona Pro Show. And Stryker does a very good job. Very nice guy. Uh, he's been a good promoter. So I, I obviously, if he doesn't promote the show and it's canceled last minute, that's the end of his promoting career as an IFPB pro promoter. So I would hope to see that things happen. This show goes down and we all enjoy the show. I think we're going to be okay, but let's still try to get the okay from Stryker. <laughs> yes, of course. So next week, hopefully you'll hear from Stryker Solomon telling us, don't worry, it's all okay, false alarm. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Yes, fingers crossed. Next on our list, Chewbacca in Australia. This is a more uh, positive story, at least for me. <laughs> um, I am very happy to announce that with the help of Xavier uh, Wills, uh, the people at AussieBodybuilders.com, and, of course, the promoter, Tony Doherty, I will be representing RX Muscle in Melbourne, Australia this year. Very excited. Are you very, very excited? You know I love to travel, Christina. You know how excited I was about India. And, um, yeah, I'm very excited, yes. I, I hate it that you almost had me beat on the international pl- places. I've already been to India, and you went there this year, and I've already been to Australia. Last year, I went to only Sydney. It was actually this past time I went that I went to Melbourne for probably about four days um, and then went to Sydney. So I, you're, 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 you're cutting in. You head to New Zealand next, and then we're game on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting some frequent flyer miles. That's for sure. No kidding. It'll be it'll be fun. Um, when is the uh, the show there? Uh, I actually get in the 13th. I'm there for five days. The 13th, and I uh, I head out. I think the the um, the 18th, I believe, or maybe the 19th. Maybe I'm there six days. I don't know. I I, I head off. I leave on Monday, which is interesting because I get there on for, on Wednesday. What so, what month is this in again? March. This is two weeks March. after the Arnold, the same day as a Jack oh, Antonio Saint, show. The St. Louis Pro, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, so you will be, uh, you and Dave and Nola and Mike Libertori, who's guest posing, will be at the St. Louis Pro Show, Jack Tony and Antony's Pro Show, which I would have loved to have been at if it was any other show but the Australian Grand Prix, which obviously you can't miss that kind of opportunity. No, no, and you'll have an amazing time. There's... The, the Australian uh, the Australians love bodybuilders. They are huge, huge, huge fans out there, and I'm big awesome. fans of them. They'll, they'll welcome you with open arms. You're going to have a blast. And I've been to uh, to Tony's gym before in Melbourne. Um, super cool gym. It was actually kind of neat. Um, on the wall, he's got like little saying that uh, when Phil Heath was there last year, Aaron Stern, Alicia Harris, they all wrote little notes and uh, had their signatures kind of big on the wall. So it was kind of cool to see. Um, you know, I, I was there, you know, for work with Optimum and we went to a, uh, a lot of seminars. And while we were there, I was training at the gym. You know, I'm just in the middle of doing, you know, a workout. I'm like, oh, it's very cool to, to see that on the wall, to see that those guys had an opportunity to go to. So we'll see if he lets you sign the wall. I don't did know. You if get to, did you get to sign the I didn't sign the wall because he wasn't there and I wasn't a pro at the time. Probably thought it was inappropriate if I were to ask. So maybe this next year, if I go, I'll uh, try to get him to let me sign the wall. I'm not going to say anything because I think it would be unfair if I say anything, but we'll have to see if I get to sign the wall. I'm going to say you probably don't. Probably don't. Ooh, okay. That's where you. That's where you value me, Christina. Okay, I see that. All right. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry, Aaron. All right. Well, I'm uh, saying, I'm saying, I do get to sign the wall. We'll see what we'll, happens. We'll see. You're on. <laughs> I, okay. So I, I've got a clip actually from uh, me and Xavier, who really he really spearheaded this with Tony. Uh, I did an interview on Xavier's radio show, uh, Aussie Bodybuilders Radio Show, or uh, AussieBodybuilders.com, and it's his show on that site, and uh, and that kind of got us started me and tony had already been talking a little bit about uh getting me out there and everything 
and uh, and that kind of got everything started. And so uh, here is a clip from me talking to Xavier and uh, kind of announcing what we're going to be doing down there. And that's about it. So here he is. Here's Xavier. All right. I am here with Xavier Wills from AussieBodybuilders.com. And uh, Xavier, uh, we have the, or I guess I have the pleasure to announce that uh, I will be seeing you very soon. Two weeks after the Arnold, I will be in Melbourne, Australia, seeing uh, Australia for the first time and kind of uh, covering the show with you. Yeah, that's right, Aaron. Um, I'm extremely excited. Um, Tony Doherty gave me a call. It was not too long ago. He's a promoter of the Australian Pro Show and FedEx, uh, which is happening in Melbourne on the 17th and 18th of March. Um, he gave me a call and said, you know, I've had a good idea. Well, after you was on my radio show initially, right. and um, we was talking about how you wanted to come out and um, we was trying to get support to get Tony to bring you out. And he come, came with me to, uh, with an idea of, um, you know, if... I'm able to bring you out and um, pay for your flights from LA and return. Um, in turn, he'd give me a stall at the FedEx, which is worth, you know, like three grand. Right. So um, so I kind of thought about it and I was thinking, uh, you know, I might not be able to afford it, um, all that kind of stuff. But then um, I went to my sponsor, which is Bioflex Nutrition, and said, uh, look, you know, this is the situation. If I have used some free advertising and all that, will you be able to um, help me out? And he said, yeah, of course. And, you know, here we are. So you'll be coming out to Australia and you'll be able to, you know, sample our foods and, you know, see the scenery and, you know, really, really enjoy yourself. Man, I really I really can't wait. It's very, it's very exciting. You know, who would have thought, you know, back in the day, you interviewed me on your radio show, which I encourage everybody to go out there and listen to. Uh, you could find it on, how do, what's the URL exactly so people can go to it and listen? Um, it's www.aussiebodybuilders.com, which is A-U-S-S-I-E, and just bodybuilders.com. Um, or they can go on uh, iTunes and get the podcast, just type in Aussie Bodybuilders. And the reason, um, the reason I mention it, Xavier, is people hear a lot of me, but they didn't. The, what they don't usually get to hear, and I've only really talked about a few times, is, is my, my history and my past. And, and you and I talked a little bit about that and how I got into all this. And so... Five years ago, I would never have, in a million years, have imagined I'd have the opportunity to come out to Australia. One of the countries, you know, when you're, when I, I guess when you're, probably when everybody's a kid, you think about like where would you really like to go? And right there on the top of my list is uh, Australia. So I've, uh, because of bodybuilding, I'll have uh, had the opportunity to go to India, uh, now Australia, and uh, hopefully some more places in the future. So it's really, it's kind of like a dream come true in a way. Yeah, well, it, it, Melbourne's, you know, you'll be coming to Melbourne, it's a like, beautiful part of Australia as well. It's got, you know, so much going on all the time, like while you're on the um, Grand Prix on as well. So, you know, there's not a weekend where there's not something going on in, in uh, Melbourne. So there'll be plenty of, you know, you'll be over for five days, so you'll be able to see a bit as well and not just um, be working the whole time. But we'll do heaps of lifestyle videos, you know, you'll come in on Wednesday, so... You know, the pros will be in, you know, probably about around the same time from America. So uh-huh. we'll be able to, you know, get some interviews and probably some gym videos and stuff like that. So it'll be really cool. Yeah, it's going to be, that'll definitely be great. And, and people love the, you know, I know you're a fan of the uh, the lifestyle stuff. And that's really what I like the most. You know, you get to, if you've been watching and following bodybuilding for years, you have a lot of opportunities to see the guys and, you know, contest interviews that can get uh, tedious. I mean, not that it's not something I, I watch because I do watch all of them and all the wrap-ups and stuff, but the lifestyle stuff is the stuff that I usually dig the most. And so coming to Australia, 
uh, with you guys to show me around and everything. I'm sure we're going to make some really cool videos. Like you said, I'll be in there Wednesday. So we have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the expo, and the, the shows really start on Saturday, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, like the pro, uh, the pro show pre-judging is on uh, Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and then we've got the finals on Saturday night. But it really goes the whole weekend. You know, we've got, you've got an Australian uh, amateur pro qualifier right. right before the pro show. And that um, the amateur that wins that in both the figure and the men's bodybuilding will go on and compete in the pro show. Oh wow, very cool, very cool. And then they got so a strong yeah, so man? you see, um, yeah, you got uh, pro strong man. You'll have um, Brian Shaw coming out. Very cool. Um, so it's going to be a huge event. Like we've got um, MMA fighters coming out. Um, we've got a heap of bodybuilders coming out, not just to compete, but also to represent their um, sponsors. Um, I'm not sure if I can release the names yet, but there's some really big names coming out. Um, so it's just going to be just a massive weekend. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. I, I, I'm very excited to see all the stuff that we get to do and all the videos we get to put out. And it'll be fun to get uh, to spend time with you guys. And, uh, I mean, I'm just really looking forward to it. So I really want to thank you, uh, your sponsor. Give them a shout-out again. Yeah, that's um, Biflex Nutrition. We're an Australian um, company. Basically, we sell, you know, pure supplements uh, directly out of Australia. We don't sell to international but um, if you're in Australia, if you're looking for a good uh, supplement, go to buyflexnutrition.com.au. Um, and, uh, and, of course, uh, Tony Doherty for helping us uh, make all this happen and, uh, by giving us the booth space and uh, listening to uh, my pleas and everybody else wanting us to get RX Muscle out there. So, it's man, it's really going to be great. And we're going to uh, have a lot more stuff about what we're going to be doing in the future. Obviously, we'll have Tony on. We'll have Xavier here on again to talk about our plans and the uh, as the announcements are made. Because, like you said, Tony has other names that that are in his hat. You know, of things that are going to be coming up that he doesn't want to release right now until it's all 100 percent definite. So, there will be more news from the Australian Grand Prix uh, as it develops. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you on, Xavier. And it was nice to be on your show. Um, and I encourage everybody to go check out Xavier's show on, on his site, AussieBodybuilders.com. Thank you very much, Aaron. Um, it's been a pleasure. It was a pleasure to have you on my show, and um, it was excellent to be on Access Bodybuilding. Thank you. <laughs> very cool. We'll have you on again soon, Xavier. Thanks, bud. Sounds great. See you, Aaron. All right, Christina. Well, that was Xavier, uh, Wills, and myself. And uh, as you could hear in that little mini, mini interview, I am very excited. I can't I can't help myself. I can't wait. I, I, we've got a lot of stuff in between then and now, but um, I'm excited. You'll have you'll have a blast. I promise you. Yeah, we got a lot, I got a lot of trips in between then and now. So, uh, you know, I'll be. It gives me. I love to have something to look forward to, and I was looking forward to specifically the Arnold, uh, but now I've got something that even eclipses the Arnold, the Australian Grand Prix. So, or, uh, how about it? Yeah. So I got a lot of stuff to do. That's good. You know, um, this is a little off the topic, but um, we. Uh, you know, I look forward to the off season. I looked forward to the off season because I was like, man, I just need I need a few weeks, you know, three or four weeks without traveling. And I thought that 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 um, by the end of the off season, you know, I'd be starting to get ready to go. But here we are, and the off season is still. We're about in the middle of it, and I'm already ready to go. So uh, I'm 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 ready to 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 leave to go somewhere. I gotten so used to traveling that now I'm like ready. You're in cabin fever. Yeah, it's funny. I'm actually going to New York. Um, on uh, Thursday tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. So uh, this, uh, you know, I guess I'll get that out of my system. But uh, yeah, it's funny how you get used to traveling eventually. People are like, how can you travel every weekend? Well, if you do it for a few years, before you know it, you get used to it. Yeah. 
You you definitely do um, because then it just seems second nature. Do you have you gotten to the point where you're like ready to go somewhere? I am to that point. I feel like I need to like get the hell out of Chicago just <laughs> just just for a little bit, even if it's like for a day yeah. or two days or something. Um, going to visit my family in St. Louis surely doesn't count. I need to get out and get out. So um, I don't know when our next trip is, but um, hopefully very soon. I'm um, sorry I won't get to see Mama and Papa Voynich. Uh, I, I know. I know. Disappointing. Yeah, next time. Next time. We'll, uh, we'll figure something else. I'm sure I'll yes. have another opportunity. Uh, yes. They'll come to one of your shows or something. For sure. Um, so um, that is it for us today. Next on our list, though, after the commercial break, is the interview of the week, which is Dana Lynn Bailey and her husband, Rob Bailey. This was a very good interview. I love to have them both on together, Christina, because what's unique about them as a pair is that we have very few couples in our industry that act uh, so in tandem as a team. You know, you got competitors that are together, like yourself and Mike Libertori. Uh, you got me and Darielle, who is media and a competitor. You got, uh, you know, people, a, a lot of people that are together that are both in the industry. Not a lot, but there are a bunch of couples that are together that are both in the industry. But you have very few people that are actually a team. There are actually Dana Lynn Bailey and Rob Bailey are together as one product, basically. Right. When you yeah. hire Dana, you get Rob. Right. Um, so that is very unique. And it's also unique because Rob acts, he is in the background, basically, helping Dana to succeed uh and i guess also when she succeeds he succeeds but he is in the background featuring her which i I also find unusual and it's very cool it's very cool the system that they've worked out i like it yeah and and they're both very hard workers and uh i think that uh people will enjoy this interview kind of an update on what's going on with them uh, what their plans are i asked them their opinions on certain subjects and uh, I think all in all, it's a good stuff. You get to hear about what they're planning on shooting and blowing up next because that's what they like to do on their free time. Husband and wife time for Dana Lynn Bailey and Rob Bailey is to blow stuff up and shoot guns, which is interesting. That sounds like a fun <laughs> night to me. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's husband and wife time. So uh, after the commercial break, hear from them, uh, DLB or yeah, DLB and Rob Bailey. I think at one point I said DLP for some reason. Ah. Uh. Um, anyway, Christina, that's it for this week. You are done. I'm done. And uh, if you'd like to contact Christina, C-R-S, wait, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at rxmuscle.com. And me, Jubaka, Jubaka, B-A-C-C-A at rxmuscle.com. Anything Sweet. else? You want to tell us it. about Muscle Girls? Muscle Girls, Inc. We have Larissa Bonneville. She turned uh, women's physique pro at the USA. She's actually a fellow Chicagoan who um, I've never spoken to until we interviewed, which was kind of cool. Um, she talks about herself getting ready for the show. And then actually, this was the very first time that we had a listener come on the show and ask a question. So it uh, was pretty cool. We're changing the structure of Muscle Girls. And, uh, you know, we talk, we talk about, you know, the, the, the shit that we pack in our gym bag and um, what's different and why we do what we do at the gym and we you know talk about some funny stories too so it's a good show check it out very cool all on rxmuscle.com christina thank you very much and we'll talk again next week on march 17 2012 st patrick's day weekend first form and hydrolyze ultra present the first form pro women's physique fitness and bikini championship along with the first form npc midwest bodybuilding fitness figure physique bikini and men's physique championship a national qualifier this event has so many perks for both athletes and fans alike just ask the over 1300 guests that attended last year's event taking place at the st louis university bush student center you'll watch ifbb pro and future
future superstar Mike Libertori and current IFBB Pro superstar Kai Green as they light up the stage with their posing routines. Six-time fitness Olympia Adela Garcia will be in attendance. The top male and female pros and top amateurs from across the country are coming to St. Louis. Plus, the RX Muscle Model Search is taking place. Here's your chance to win some great prizes, get a photo shoot, and also be featured on RxMuscle.com. Come meet the top supplement companies in attendance at their booths with free samples. March 17th, 2012 in St. Louis, Missouri. All contest information can be found at NPCMidwest.com, including tickets and prizes. Don't miss it. Go to NPCMidwest.com for all information. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel full hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com That's HydrolyzeUltra.com RxMuscle.com Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth. On bodybuilding, diet and exercise, up to the minute news and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows including heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, RX Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding. Today, it's my privilege to have on the phone with me the very first IPB Women's Physique Division Pro, DLB, Dana Lynn Bailey, and her husband, the the, uh, the mind behind a lot of the videos you've been seeing on there with Dana and uh, the I guess the creator of Flagner or Fail. Now, Rob, would you say you're the creator or are you the co-creator? No, I'm the, I'm the creator. the creator. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do everything. He actually does everything. Oh, really? Um, well, you, he does the women's physique also then? No. <laughs> I, just, I, I do that. He does everything else. <laughs> when, Rob, when are we going to see you on stage? Before we get into the meat of this thing, when am I going to get oh, to see you on stage? Never. I don't know, man. Never. Never? Last time Listen, it was any, got, any time now. I know. I know. No, that went out the window. Um, we, we just, everything that we're doing is just getting more and more intense. And uh, I barely have time to train. I mean, I, I, I'm down to training, I think, four days a week now. So I don't know. Um, I'm struggling. You know, the, the um, I, I think I hold the title, at least unofficially. In my mind, I hold the title of strongest men's physique competitor. And I, <laughs> and I think that you stand Whoa. a very good chance, if you were to do it, if you were to take on the challenge <laughs> of men's physique, I think that you could possibly uh, take that title for me. Would I get a trophy? Because I, I want a trophy. You know what? I would provide you with a trophy. I would provide that for you. <laughs> Not a night, not an expensive one, but the one you can get for like nineteen ninety nine at the trophy store with like the soccer kit on it. I'll get that. No, for you. I have. I'll provide the trophy. I have like a four foot trophy he can have. Wow, that'd be nice. Dana will donate you no. a trophy. No, I'll put, a, I'll put a. I'll put a. I'll put a big boy on the on the top. I'll go buy a a, a male. With a mohawk. Stick on top. Awesome. A mohawk trophy. That would be kind of cool. You would definitely well, take that one. Well, not if he wins. You have to win, though, Rob. Ooh, that's true. 
Um, wow. Well, if people don't realize what I'm talking about, I'm going to give you a little credit. I'm going to pump you up a little bit here, Rob. Rob is one of the very few people that I've seen in a video. Granted, I haven't seen it in real life, but it, if it's on video, it counts. That's what they say on the internet. And uh, Rob did the 150-pound dumbbells on shoulder press for legit, what, a legit like four or five reps, right? Or maybe more than that. Uh, more, more than that, but everyone on the internet says my range of motion was shit and Dana was helping. Can I curse? <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, my range of motion was horrible, and uh, I don't know. Dana, oh, Dana was doing all the work with her spotting and uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, of course. You, you know that's how it is, Rob. It's always going to be like that. Of course. Yeah. Love the internet. You'll, you'll uh, well, never win. No, you'll never win. That's for sure. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys back on here, other than I like to have you on and get an update now and again, we always have fun on the radio, is that uh, Dana, you are now officially. We we talked about this last time that you were you guys were searching for a sponsor to uh, so that basically so you guys could focus even more intensely on uh, what you're doing and and what Rob's doing. And uh, you recently got signed with MHP, a, a very large company, Gerard Dente's company. Uh, tell us about that. Yay! Yes, I am so excited to be with them. Um, out of any supplement company, I could possibly have like wanted to like pick they would have been the top one definitely so i'm very excited to be part of the mhp team <laughs> and go to see some big things but uh yeah it, it, it was definitely a blessing it was a lot of hard work um not just on my part but definitely on rob's part too um i think a lot of people see us as a package obviously because he's on this radio show too of course i mean you see you see us everywhere together we're in videos together he does everything for me basically so um and i think it definitely shows but we're a complete package and we just i think bring a lot to the table more than just like a standard competitor who doesn't have a husband that's a photographer who doesn't have a husband that makes amazing videos for them and can promote them and makes their website and so he's really basically my entire backbone you guys so. you guys that's one of the cool things and uh about you two is you guys make a very unique team so when mhp hires you as the as the sponsored athlete they're also getting this uh very yeah. unique team of uh of yeah. Of the Bailey, the Bailey team, Bailey, I suppose. Well, team MH, Bailey. MHP is MHP is a, they have their shit together. Yeah. I mean, they're very smart. You look, look at, I mean, you got you got Mike putting out videos for him. I mean, he's hands down the best video guy out there right now. Right. And for them to say, you know what, we're going to hire him and, and have him make, you know, some videos. That's that's where I was pumped up. You know, like. They make great, great decisions. They make great products. They make great decisions. Um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't pick a better brand for Dan to be signed with. You know, um, Darielle, my girlfriend, saw a picture of uh, of Dana wearing their. Uh, I guess it's like a their. Co- I mean, it's their colors, but it's like uh, the sports bra and short shorts they provide you. And she said you look like a, a superhero in these colors, like a like a Miss America or something. I feel Wait, is like that, is uh, that the picture I is that the picture I took yet like two days ago? I don't know. It was on Facebook. She showed it to me. It was re- very recently. Yeah, I think so. Where well, she squatted? Yeah, probably that one. We did a shoot on, and that's that's a convenient thing. She has a photographer and a videographer anytime she wants. 
So, uh, you know, we just did a shoot Sunday to get, you know, some, some new shots for her. And it's great because she's always, like, ready to shoot, too. Not only am I always ready to shoot, but she's always, you know, always lean, always in shape. So I don't have to, like, wait around or, or give her, like, a three weeks heads up to shoot. We can say, hey, let's shoot today, and it works. Let's talk about that for a second. You know, um, going back, I, I guess this is an interesting story. The first time I met Dana, and I'm sure you don't remember this, Dana, but it was a, it was a while ago. You were working for Isolator, and PJ Braun introduced me to to you. And you were, it seemed like you were kind of depressed about competing in general because you didn't know what you were going to do with uh, Figure. I think you had done a national level show; it didn't do as well as you had hoped, and you seemed like like you didn't uh, you didn't. Almost like you didn't know what you were going to continue doing after that point, um, and some since the the inception and the creation of women's physique division, you found a real niche. There are a lot of people out there that that feel like they have found their thing and that are doing well that don't have contracts yet. Um, Rob, I know you're the business head of this uh, of this team. How do you suggest, since you guys have just went through it and ended up obviously very successful with a good company, MHP? How do you suggest a girl that is doing well, that's trying to make a, a niche and a name for themselves, how would you suggest they get to the same place that you and Dana have gotten now? Um, I mean, well, what I, what I do with Dana from, from day one is uh, I looked at her as her own brand almost. Um, I mean, me from a marketing and graphic design background, um, I said, okay, well, day we're going to market you. And... You know, there's a bunch of different routes to go. There's, like, the uh, look how sexy I am route, um, which gets a lot of attention, but it's sort of just you're thrown with everything else. So with Dana, we said, well, let's just show everyone exactly who she is. You know, capture her in videos, uh, do it well, and, you know, do it consistently well so it's, she's respected, and show everyone just who she is. And if she's meant to... You know, if people are meant to like her and she's meant to be someone, it'll happen. If not, you know, then we'll just, you know, give up. But um, we just portrayed her like she is. You know, she, she's not a girl who, you know, uh, does like the typical ass shots and, and <laughs> things like that, which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's great, but it's just not her. So we didn't want to fake it. Um, another thing was, you know, she, she stays lean all year round. Um so we try to make it to as many shows as possible. If there's a show within five hours of driving, we, we try to get to one every single weekend. So she's at all the shows. Um, we're constantly putting out videos, constantly putting out updated pictures. And it, she's lean. So you, you see her, and she's always exactly the same. You can always see Gangland Bailey. She, her abs are always out. Her, her shoulders are always shredded. And she's always just having a great time. Um, and, you know, she's a little hardcore. She she can hang with the guys. And, you know, we just, I try to put together a package and just show people exactly that. And uh, people fell in love with it. You mentioned going to shows. That was one of the uh, first pieces of advice. Before I started working for Dave Palumbo, Dave gave me, he said, get to as many shows as you can, even if it's going to cost you your own money out of your own pocket at first. Yep. Get to as many shows as you can because you will meet people. The industry, as you guys now have know, is so small. Our industry um, is so small. It's like a, almost like a extended family in a way, or maybe a dysfunctional extended family. <laughs> and, and and so you meet everybody. So if you go to the shows, you have an opportunity to to shake hands, meet people, and because of that, 
your name and your face gets out there and you get more opportunities. That was a good piece of advice for me. I guess you guys have come to find that to be true as well. Yeah, you need to you need to be out there. Like, if you don't go to shows, like we actually, I go, we go not just to like promote ourselves, but like we actually enjoy the sport. I like going. I have a lot of friends that also compete that I've met through competing. So I like to go watch them and cheer for them. So it shows your support for what you, like, what myself, I would want other people to come to our shows that we're trying to put out. So it shows your support, and it also shows that you actually care. Um, And then people see you, too. Um, My other thing would would be for, like, a girl or a guy is just, like, ask yourself, like what makes you special, and then you got to figure out what makes your what what's your little niche. And my niche was just like I train like a crazy maniac in the gym, and I'm goofy and I'm weird. So that's just what that's what, what my niche was. And I stay lean, so there I'm I'm always in shape, and I train like a maniac. So that was my niche. You got to look at what are you good at. What makes you like. What makes you stand out? And then you just got to kind of go with it. Um, Dana, last time we were on, you talked about you wanting to transition away, at least temporarily, from teaching, since that's obviously not part of your your ultimate goals in fitness. What's going on with that? I just recently gave my notice a month ago. I'm finishing out... um, till the end of the semester and so it's like a nice smooth change into somebody else but yeah it's not that I don't like teaching or anything like that I'm just with the amount of stuff we have going on it was just I was working 16 to 18 hour days non-stop I, I wake up at 5 a.m. I do cardio I go right to work I come I go to the warehouse I help Rob then I come home eat go to the gym and then I come home and work for another two or three hours uh, doing online personal training, so wow. I, I, I I'll miss. I, I'm not gonna like. I'll, I'll, I won't miss it at like 6 a.m. when I'm sleeping in. <laughs> <laughs> but I think later on down the road I'll miss it a little bit. But my whole goal is, if everyone knows me, like I'm all about fitness. I do this. This is like my life, and I think I'm gonna continue on doing this. Very happily. Do <laughs> um, you think one day you'll go back to teaching at some point? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it, that would just mostly be if I need to. But, like, Flagner Fail is doing amazing. Um, going pro in physique, I now have thousands and thousands of emails to go through because now everybody wants to do physique and they come to me because I guess because I was the first one so I have clients at the wazoo so if any of these people that have emailed me I will get back to you at some point it's <laughs> taking a long <laughs> it's taking me a long time to go through all the emails well you know what they say Dana it's the supply and demand so you just need to raise your uh, raise your rates a little bit you got too many yeah, clients yeah that's what everyone says but huh. I just I don't know I'll have to scope what what everyone else does. Yeah. Rob, you need to tell this girl to raise her prices. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's... I said this last radio show. I mean, it's not... 
I, I think her prices are right where they should be. I mean, we're not looking to like stack money to the ceiling. You know, it's sure. it's we're looking to make enough where you know Danny can get out of school and and we can focus on what we want to focus on and actually have like a husband and wife life together. Sure. Because um, hmm. I mean, right now it's like I I feel like we're, a lot of times I feel like we're just business partners. Like. We, we meet up, we go to the gym, after the gym, I go over the schedule, like, okay, I need to get this interview from you, this voiceover, this, 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 and this, and then I go to the warehouse, and, and, and she starts working. So if we can at least start having, like, some husband and wife time, and, you know, that that's that's the goal. The goal is not to be, like, you know, raking in money. Sure. Sort of like right now, he's at the warehouse, I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's... it's yeah, <laughs> Rob. I kind of feel like you're on my schedule. You you, you work very late. Is that right? Um, I, I work. Yeah, uh, it's. I normally work at the warehouse editing and everything until until twelve or one. But I'm back here at at six a.m. So no, we're not on the same schedule at all. Then <laughs> no, I, I sleep about four hours. Dana wakes up for cardio at five a.m. and then. Uh, when she gets back from cardio at six, I'm normally like up stumbling around and I'm out of the house by six thirty and back at the warehouse by seven. So editing and making t shirts and stuff and Um, yeah, I I I still I print all the T shirts by hand. Right. Um so every T shirt that everybody gets is printed by me. Um I hired a girl to help me pack and then like I still answer all the emails. Um, you know, um um Dana's doing a lot of really new, exciting videos that are challenging me a lot. Um, it's the, the video is a little more in depth. It's not just uh, the normal videos I've been doing. So that, that's a lot of work for MHP. And then not only that, like we're, we're traveling more. Like we, uh, Dana's Jose Raymond is doing Dana's show prep, um, who we've became very good friends with. And it's like, you know, every weekend we're trying to travel somewhere else and get video. Um, with somebody, so it's just I don't know. I feel like this year I need to put out like at least a video a week, um, and yeah, I mean there's just so much work to do. And it's the second the second I feel like I get something under control, something else comes up, or I get a phone call from somebody else that another opportunity, and I just I get so excited about everything that I can't stop taking more work. Yeah, yeah, because it's fun. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, at yeah. least it's fun. It, that's a, that's a big that that fun is is an enormous component to making that work if it if it sucked i'm sure you would uh life wouldn't be so oh, yeah good. Oh, exactly yeah. this yeah. is definitely everything we've ever wanted to do we're we're doing That's to the maximum cool. extent <laughs> yeah. Yeah. are you still having finding time to shoot guns and blow shit up yeah, yeah we just and that's, and that's the thing i bought, I bought thing. an AR, i bought an ar15 like three months ago <laughs> And this AR sits, like, in my dining room for, I don't know, two and a half months. And my brother came home, um, and he was like, dude, have you even shot your AR yet? And I was like, no. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He's like, how do you how do you get a gun like that and you don't shoot it? So we, uh, yeah, I think we went out shooting, like, last week. It, it was a great half day off. Any video yeah. Any video of that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Of course. We've been yeah, yeah, doing everything now. That's good. That's good. That's smart. That's what I do. I try to, because that, that, that's like great video footage. You, you never know when you'll be able to use that. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. I love guns. <laughs> 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 that's funny. 
So what's the next? What's the next? I mean, I know what AR fifteen is. What's your next uh, uh, future gun? You got anything like picked out, Rob? That you're like looking at? Uh, for me. How about for you? What do yeah. you want, Dana? Danny's a little something. A little something. Yeah, because we want to go, what is it, trap shooting? Oh, yeah. Um, A a guy at our gym invited us trap shooting, which is... uh, I can't. Are you familiar with that? No, I don't even... What is this? It sounds like you trap an animal and then shoot it. Well, no, no, no. Trap shooting is where... um, It's... You know, you know when someone says, you know, pull, and they sh- they throw a clay yeah. up in the air, and then yeah. you shoot it. So that, that's trap shooting. And uh, Dana's never been, but... Um, but you call that ski shotguns- shooting. Yeah, ski shooting. There we go. You can say that, too. Okay, okay. But um, Dana's never been, but my uh, all I have is an 870, which is like a bigger, you know, an average shotgun. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just a little too heavy for her. Right. So I think my it's next purchase... It's really long. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's really long. But they make a... Uh, and we're going to look like gangsters out there, but I think we're going to pick up like a Mossberg 500 with a pistol grip. It's like <laughs> one of the ones that you you would keep behind like a bar right. as like an old shady bartender. When, ah. you know. Yeah. Interesting. So then she can like sh- shoot from the hip. <laughs> wow, definitely video, definitely video that one. Yeah. <laughs> that one, that, nope. yeah. Would you consider that husband and wife time? Yeah, and we're gonna we got a lot of other things coming out this year. Um, the Flagner Failed crew just bought two totaled um, '95 Toyota Supras. Oh, cool! I and, love those cars. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we got two of them, and I think together we can build one car out of both <laughs> of them. Um, one was hit from the rear, one was hit from the front. So Flagner Fail will have a drift car this year. Wow! So you'll see a lot of video of that. Um, yeah, we're going to try to get I'm our hands on some, some... Oh, yeah. Dana's going to race autocross this year. Wow. Um, yeah. How did that come That'll about? That'll be all husband and wife time. Oh, that's um, for fun. Well, I, 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 I race now, and she hates it because it's extremely boring um, for her because she just sits there all day while I drive. Uh-huh. So we said, shit, all right, we'll buy you a car. Or, or you know, build her a car, or whatever we're gonna end up doing, and uh, so she's gonna run this year, so that she's not so bored at these events. How many cars do you have now? I think last time you told me you had like five. Do you have more now? Um, do we have, do yeah, we have we more cars? We're we're supposed to be selling two of them, but well, technically you have seven know. with the the two Supras, and then you're buying well, her. And they eight. don't they don't all run. No, I right know, but, but they're like, still cars. Yeah. Yeah, Flagner Fail also got a warehouse. I mean, it's it's not a nice warehouse. Um, it's so it's four thousand square feet, and it's it's sort of pretty ghetto. And uh, I mean, for example, I'm here right now, and I, I don't come here at night without without a gun, just because it's so sketchy. Oh. Um, but we have a bunch of cars in the warehouse, which isn't helping my little uh, my little issue because. Now I can buy cars and just park them in the warehouse. And, uh, <laughs> Four thousand square feet is a big warehouse. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, I'm happy with it. It's it's cold. There's no heat, and we're in Pennsylvania, so it's mm. you know whatever. Um, I actually had uh, a chance to see you working in uh, your warehouse, which is very odd uh, for me. Oh, you creep! Watch uh, <laughs> my live stream for a moment. Remember. <laughs> I, I, I was writing to you back and forth on the, while I was watching your live stream. It was oh. that's very weird. Yeah, we actually. Uh, yeah, I had a, la- a laptop that was streaming live into uh, 
I think I was in my my old my old studio space, and we used to we we, we try to stream some like photo shoots and things like that. Uh, the, the laptop actually got rained on because we had a leak in the roof, so it died. But I'm gonna have a new webcam up pretty soon. It just it runs 24 seven, so you can watch us in the warehouse working. Um, or sometimes Very we creepily. fight and we. Yeah, we forget the webcams on, so we end up getting in like arguments, and then halfway through, I'm like, ah, we should probably stop arguing. People are watching us. Yeah, you got to be careful. You don't want to. You never know. It's you know. You got to be careful what goes on in that warehouse now. If you've got, uh, I know, right? If you're being watched, <laughs> you could get caught in some compromising situations. <laughs> the uh, no, no, of course not. Uh, the uh, the weird thing was like I it was like a, I don't know. It was like one in the morning, and you had like ten people watching you. I was like, "That's so weird." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, it's been like two a.m. and I'll, I'll check, and there's like nineteen people watching me, and I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> that's so weird." I don't know. That's yeah, so but hey, you're very creative. I got to give that to you, Rob. You, that's a new way. You always finding new stuff uh, to get people involved with what you do. I'm. I mean, I'm trying. I, it's just it's things that I always wish that like I knew clothing brands and I knew brands that did stuff like that. And when I, when I started flagging or fail, I realized, wait a second, I, it's my brand. I, I can do whatever I want. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to do everything that I always wish, uh, wish other brands did. Did you guys, do you guys ever see, when I see, watched the show, I thought of you, Rob, um, I've heard about it. I know the HBO. Yeah. How to make it in America. Yeah. 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 Never seen. It. I don't uh, believe it or not. I don't have time to watch TV. No, oh, I'm just not surprised. Not. <laughs> I, I believe it. With with what you guys got going on, I'm not surprised. But what you need to do is you need to rent it on uh, your. You have a, you guys have an iPad or iPhone or something like that. Well, actually, I bought a uh, a 50 inch TV for like above the press. Ah. Um, so when I print, I can I can watch, but I, can, I only watch movies. You can rent but them. Yeah, so you if can I rent get, them. If I get the box set, I can. Uh, you would like it. I can watch it. It's about, for people listening who don't know what I'm talking about, it's about these uh, guys around our age that, uh, uh, that that actually heterosexual guys our age that want to start a clothing line in New York City. I think that's an important distinction. You know what I mean? Very, very important. Um, and uh, and they, they go about it by making like designer T-shirts, kind of similar to, uh, to what you're doing. And um, yeah. it shows the process of them being basically destitute and trying to make this happen up until... Uh, they, you know, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but they have some level of success. I don't want to ruin it, but it, it, it's an interesting show. And I watched it and I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of like what Rob's doing, basically. Yeah. Aww. I mean, if I would have had, had some capital at the beginning of this, um, it would have been a lot easier. I mean, I started, I started it last February and I started it because sort of, uh, I was financially drained. We, we were, I mean, so far in the negative as far as money went because of some stupid decisions we were making um, that I had to do something. So I put $400. I already had the press, which I lucked out getting that, and I bought $400 worth of T-shirts. And uh, I started selling T-shirts before I even had them. So, like, I'd post them on the website and be like, hey, guys, you know, I got hoodies for sale. Now, meanwhile, I didn't even have the hoodies. <laughs> so I, I, would, I would get that day of sales, then, you know, buy the hoods they'd show up two days later than print them so in the beginning people were waiting you know a solid two to three weeks to get their gear but yeah i mean if, if i i don't know if i would have had capital i probably would have had someone else print it and I, I wouldn't be where i am now you know i wouldn't i wouldn't have this unique hand printed limited line i'd have you know 
sort of what everybody else has. Um, I want to get into some women's physique questions uh, for you and Dana both, but before I get to that, let me ask you, in this, in this series, these guys start out where you're at now, and they figure out a way to uh, get it into bigger stores like Neiman Marcus and some of the like boutique uh, high-end T-shirt stores that you, you're starting to see around the country right now. Um, is that something you want to do? I mean, to go beyond uh, our no. industry? No, not interested. No. Oh, I'm going. I'm going to go beyond beyond our industry. But um, I I get emails every day about being a distributor and people wanting to pick me up and you know buy ten thousand dollars worth of product and and I just say no. Um, this line will only be available on flagnorfail.com. I'm never. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm never going to sell out, but you know, maybe in right five try. years when I'm, <laughs> you know, when I'm taught. Yeah, when I'm when I'm really tired, like way on down the line. But I mean, I, I like having complete control over the brand. I don't want to be a brand that you know you can go anywhere and just buy. I want someone to feel like they get a unique product. So no, I'm never doing that. Interesting. Okay, next question, Dana. Uh, something that's been going on in women's physique lately is as the contest season begins to near and you know we have our first show in february and then there's going to be it's actually going to be a very busy season for women's physique but i'm starting to see and i'm sure you're starting to see more people jump in who didn't get their pro cards uh like you in uh last year at, at national level shows but are actually already ivb pros whether it be figure pros like larissa rice or reach however you want to say it who is going to definitely, she says, absolutely, definitely, after the Arnold, compete in women's physique division. And then you got girls like Nicole Ball, uh, a bodybuilder, um, that is coming down into women's physique as well, working with Hani Rambod. And um, so she'll be on stage around 125. So we're seeing this distinction of girls that I believe, it seemed like the, the, what they were looking for, uh, you being one of the, uh, the prototypes, obviously, since you were the first one, I felt like that's what they were looking for, something like you and like some of these other girls are turned pro Jillian Ravel, a whole bunch of these girls. And now I'm seeing these girls who are coming in and it starts to make me wonder which direction are they going to go for? Because obviously even 125 pound Nicole ball on stage is going to appear uh, considerably bigger than any girl, including you that turned pro this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, when I heard about Nicole coming down and I was just like, Oh, like it scares me. Cause I, being natural, I, I can't, I don't think I can compete to that conditioning. I don't know how much she weighs, like, how much she weighed when she was bodybuilding, but in pictures, she looks ginormous. Like, I feel like I would look like a little pipsqueak next to her. And same with some of the other girls that competed um, this year in physique. Uh, they're generally, at least uh, around what my body style is or my height and weight, um, depending. So... I don't know. It's going to be the first show is always like the opener. Do you see what comes out and you see who goes on top? So that's why I I wanted to compete in the very first physique show. So you kind of luckily I was the one that came out on top. So that was good. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. I think again, it's going to be a wide range of girls once again, just like with the first couple shows or this whole year, you had some girls that probably shouldn't have came down. You had some girls that probably shouldn't have came up. And then you had some girls that were sort of in the middle. And I think I still, I think I still fall within that range. So do you think you will gear, you'll gear your, 
um, training and your plans around what you see uh, is rewarded in the show, or are you just gonna? I mean, like, I guess there's two I trains mean, of thought. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come in, um, hopefully, a little bit tighter and leaner, and I'll pr- I put on a little bit more muscle, but I'm not gonna be like completely drastically different. But I'm gonna come in the best package that I think looks good on me, and if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't, <laughs> and I I'll just try to do my I'll I mean if they if they pick something drastically bigger and like almost bodybuilding wise I I don't know like I'll try to do my best to compete with that but I love to compete it gives me something to work towards you know um, you know Dana I don't think that they will I honestly don't believe that they will shoot that they will choose anybody that's that much bigger I think that, that you're going to get those girls that come in from bodybuilding and look considerably bigger are, are not going to do yeah. well. What I am wondering about is the condition. Cause I remember, yeah. I remember, you know, uh, Steve Weinberger saying that, um, originally he said that as long as the girl is feminine, the condition could be as good as possible. So and, you know, technically you can have a girl with lines in their glutes. As long as she still looks feminine, you know, that's, that may be a good thing. Now it may very well may be a bad thing as well, but if they shoot for that kind of level of conditioning, obviously every girl pretty much that we saw compete this year will be soft that get their pro card. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. where I'm wondering, not so much size. Cause I don't think, I don't think that if let's say Nicole ball comes in and she looks like she's 15 pounds, 20 pounds heavier than you, I can't imagine that'll be a good thing. Yeah. But even like looking at this year, I like looking at all the winners. I was almost one of the hardest. Yeah. Not like at least in the upper body, I was one of the leaner, harder-looking girls. And then as the shows progressed, like it almost looked like they were telling the girls to get softer. Um, they were still approximately the same size, and but their overall appearance looked much softer. So I don't know if that like changed from like show to show but so I, I don't know it, it's always a guessing game the first <laughs> couple of shows of course you do. of course so and uh, but I'm, re- thing, I'm really excited the good thing about Dana is I'm actually and that's what I'm doing here tonight is I'm editing um when we went down to train with Jose uh Jose helped her with a little bit of her posing so you'll you'll get to see Dana um, I'm gonna release the video probably tomorrow but you'll get to see Dana about seven weeks out and I mean, she looks phenomenal seven weeks out. So, uh, I mean, we can get her down, and especially with Jose working with her, we can get her down like, like pretty, pretty tight. Um, and then, yeah, you're doing the. I think she's doing a New York Pro too. So, mm. you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens the first show. If she needs to get leaner, she definitely can. She could have got leaner than when she got her pro card. Um, yeah. When we were doing that prep, we were sort of. You know, there was times, even two days before, when she was just too hard. And, uh, you know, it's definitely, she, she stays in a nice area where we can we can take her down or take her up if we need to. So, I, I think I think after the first show, we can definitely make adjustments for the second show. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I'm not I'm not that worried about it. I, I think I think Dana and her work ethic, she she's going to be able to adjust pretty well. I think so too. Before I let you guys go, so we're coming towards the end here. I want to ask your opinion on something. Me and Rob talked about it for a moment before we got on the air here, or uh, 
a little earlier. Something I watched this week, uh, or I guess it was last week, was the uh, the CrossFit Games, and uh, I didn't really d- dig the guys. Didn't you know that didn't impress me, but the girls really did. Uh, so I I was watching this and I asked Rob his opinion on this, and I'd like to get your opinion both on the on the show. Dana, did you see it, and what did you think of these girls? You know what? I didn't even get to catch the girls, but I've seen pictures and like some of the. Uh, they would like show clips from prior the girls, but the girls look like they're like really jacked up and in shape and doing work. But um, I actually just started adding cross training into my workout. Um, Rob was actually filming uh, a CrossFit athlete going through like different cross training workouts, and I followed him onto the shoot because. I just figured, like, hey, it's something new to watch. Like, I've always sort of wanted to learn a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to CrossFit, but not, um, it's like, just using different variations and just more like circuit work, high-intensity circuit work. Not actually to try uh, to win I a competition. At it and, yeah. No, I what? Not to, I mean, you're not trying to win a competition. Is for your oh, own. Oh no, I'm not. I, I'm not really. I'm not doing any CrossFit competitions okay. or anything. <laughs> no, I just sort of added like cross training in uh, towards the end of my week. I still do my split and like one or two days a week. I do like a cross training circuit, which um, Rob's actually working on that video. You have a lot of videos in the works. Yeah, but um, it's a. I, I don't want to, like, tell you guys what it is yet. You'll have to wait and watch. But it, it's a crazy, intense, killer workout that can be done in, like, 20, 25 minutes, I think it took us to get through everything. But, and at the end of it, I was dead. <laughs> dead to the world. So it, it's a good way to keep that lean, kind of more athletic look that I'm, I'm sort of bringing to the physique table hopefully for the first show i want to keep it very athletic looking rob what do you think i mean yeah I, i'm impressed like dana said uh we we had a shoot and i was watching you know i was filming and uh i'm watching this kid work out you know i've seen bodybuilders and you see bodybuilders bust their ass and you know lift and, and strong men lift and they they do pretty amazing things but what this kid was doing was was far be and you know i also he was he was like 230, so he looked like a bodybuilder, which, you know, got my attention. And uh, Dana's sitting there, and, and the whole time I'm, I'm filming, I keep looking over at her, and she's just locked on, on, on this, this routine. And, I mean, the kid, I was actually worried with how hard he was training, because I put myself in his shoes, and I was like, I, I would have I died 15 minutes ago. And, uh, yeah, at, at the end of the workout, um, it was actually an MHP shoot. This was before um, when Dana, we, we were sort of still getting introduced, and and, uh, you know, this is, I think, when they took notice to Dana. But, yeah, after the shoot, like, the kid was beaten. She walked up and she said, hey, can you uh, can you put me through, like, this little thing and show me some of these exercises? And I don't think all the CrossFit um, motions are geared towards Dana, but um, there's definitely some great ones that she pulled out that I think are going to help her bring you know, keeping that athletic looks because if she keeps if she keeps lifting the way she's lifting, she's going to turn into a bodybuilder. Right. Um, but I think I think this this new little tweaky way she's training um, it takes her back to her roots because she was always an athlete and and you know watching her watching her do more of the cross training stuff and more of the circuit work it uh 
it's nice to see because it, it, it she's she's athletic. She's real athletic, and um, it's a great way for her to sort of exercise that and not forget that. And you know, not that bodybuilders aren't athletic, but you know, you can definitely add more. Absolutely. So, well, guys, it's a um, good way to change it up too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Rob, um, how do we? How do people get in touch with you guys if they want to? If they want to buy T-shirts, how do they do that? If they want to get Dana as a prep coach, how do they do that and, and everything else? Uh, Flagnorfail.com is the, is the T-shirts. Uh, or find us on Facebook. Facebook we update constantly with with exciting videos and pictures. And um, and then for Dana, uh, DanaLayman.com. So there you go. That's it. All and around. also, yeah, and then uh, MHP. I'm, I'm working on a lot of videos for MHP. Dana's Dana's working with them very closely. A lot of exciting stuff coming on there. So uh, definitely follow follow Dana. She'll be posting tons of MHP videos. Check out the MHP site. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're this year we're going to kick out so much quality media that you know I hope to impress everyone. Very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to seeing Dana make her debut on the women's physique stage. And we'll be closely following that. And I'll have to get you guys back on the show to give us uh, give us your review and your feelings about uh, the first show. Hopefully winning the first show. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <our> <laughs> yeah. I, I have a good feeling. So uh, we'll uh, either either way, we'll have you back, hopefully as the, the new uh, first winner and first physique pro. Oh. That would be badass. Yes, it will. It will. <laughs> it will. <laughs> so thank you guys both, uh, Team Bailey, for coming on the show. Rob and uh, DLP, DLP, is always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank Good, you. Thanks for having us, man. It's an honor. Of course. It's it's an honor for me. <laughs> every every time is a pleasure. Every time is a pleasure. I'm looking forward to seeing that uh, shooting video, too. Put that one up. You got a lot of work. Right, we got good. a lot of work tonight. Right? Uh, he has like that, nine that, videos to do. That's next week. Check oh. check out the one I just released. Um, it's on my Facebook. We're, we're doing we're doing actually burnouts in the warehouse with uh, with a car, and we're throwing shirts on the tires, doing custom made uh, burnout t shirts. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. For... It's called a, a whoop shirt. <laughs> okay. Cool. I'll check. I'll check them out. <laughs> DLB. Rob Bailey, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank yeah, man. You. Thank you.